perspective. So um, as you can see, the first part of the message, or most of the message really was, a, you know, just a good uh, review. And so there wasn't really too much, um, you know, too much new here, but it's just great encouragement, though, just encouragement how much God is with us, how much he's invested in us, and even the things that we might not really realize are important, it says discern it, discern it, and that, and that God comes and goes, and we always don't know that that things are um, going to are used by God. He says, even if love, and I thought this is great, line 24, even if love is small, there is satisfaction if they are connected through love. And, you know, isn't that the truth? That that even if it's a small love, if you get to know somebody and, and you both have a, you know, uh, you know, just that you see maybe the same thing together, life together, and, uh, and both are pleasant, that, you know, that, that could override a lot of other things, that even if there's lots of other differences in you. Um, so it just shows that God, whatever level we're at, God makes up the difference, doesn't he? And, uh, and it's just as long as there's love there on our part. Um, so I just want to mention, you know, over on uh, Proverbs 13 on page two, he said, the land they were taken from, and that's a quote from the Old Testament. And it's just going back to saying that, that you will, that you have to go back. They had to go back until the land. And, uh, and so where God had bigger, big plans for them, that they didn't have to be slaves or laborers and go back to what they were doing and that he had new things. We always, God's always saying, look for new things, do new things. So we don't want to be people that are sent back to till the land from what, from where we were taken from. And especially as brides, we don't want to go back and go to a former time period where we were children and didn't really know what was going on. So I thought this one of the best though, of, the, of this message that really highlighted for me, one that points was uh, page four and proverb, proverb number 35. And he talks about this two or three times that every time Satsing him says that, you know, that's really a point that's important that we're supposed to get. So he repeats it so that we won't miss it. And so he says it again, that Jesus was not able to, he puts a quotation, the good word of the time period. And, you know, we know that something Nims had to say that it says that to us lots of times. He said, you know, pray and pray that God will give you the good word. And the good word is also timely. And over the next page, he talks about the words given according to the time. So remember, he's always said what the word he gives on Sunday really is the word for that week. And therefore, we should try to be up to date, the Proverbs and everything else. And also God, because God looks at situations. He looks at situations of countries and nations, looks at situations of the world. So the word is pertinent. So since him saying this is really important for us to get this pertinent word because it helps us and gives us information of how we should act and react to situations in our own life. And therefore, we could obviously do the will better in our own life and be more discerning, which is one of the things of this message, uh, to be discerned and make things beneficial. But he's just saying it's really important that we get this good word of the time period. And he said, only then will the word pertain to this time period be given, and then therefore you will be filled with more joy. Why are we filled with joy? We're filled with joy when we don't, when we get rid of ignorance, right? And everybody, when you, if you think of, uh, you know, Dave and I were watching a silly comedy the other day and he was trying to uh, change his own 
tire. His tire had gone flat and his wife had canceled any kind of help that they were signed up to AMA or something. And so he's trying to change his tire. And then he eventually turns to anybody and say, you know, $35, $40, $50, who will come and help me change my tire? Because he said, I never, I've never thought I'd ever have to do this in my life. And so it's true. That's a simple example of something that we're ignorant of. It's just so frustrating. Whereas when you have knowledge of it, especially, and then you do it repeatedly and how easy things become. So in this way, we need the word, right? We need insight. We need knowledge. We need truth. So uh, so then once again, on line, uh, line 31, I guess it is the top page five or 131 to 31. It's the word is given according to time. So then I highlighted 36 because he's saying how it was really an important thing there too. He said, Jesus cleaned up people who are like a thorn in the in our eyes and those who did evil. So he's saying the people around us, even right now, who do things that are thorn in our eyes and do evil, he said. And he said, the problem with it is Jesus had to really separate the right, the sheep and the goats. So he said most of the word he delivered pertained to them. So on one hand, he's also trying to convict people, but he's also trying to say to the disciples, don't be like this, that they were a lesson to them, right? He said he preached the word and he pointed out their faults, but also he made them turn around. It was that he said it was only at finally at one point. He said he turns to his disciples now and knows his time short. And now he focuses on them. And it says he, he no longer, he stops focusing on the people of the law or the people of the former time. And that's really what Sensei Nim has really said. If you really look through the lines lately, he has stopped really looking and he's saying, especially I think it was last Sunday or the Sunday before, is really going out and finding he, what he would call the Gentiles of this time period, people who didn't come out of Christianity. And because they've rejected it and it's just, and there's so many of the difficulties that have come against Providence really is from the Christian Christian church. So he said, you, the people of this time period must diligently do the same and make many who are chosen by God come. So he's saying, you know, cast your, cast your look broader and around. And then he said, especially to teenagers and those in their twenties, and that's harder for us at our age, isn't it? It's hard to go up and make friends of kids that age. And so what we can do, though, is spend our time in prayer and hoping that other churches can do that and hoping that that uh, as our kids and our grandkids grow up, that they'll be able to turn around and do that and be be those kind of uh, uh, missionaries that can do that. So, and then I want to encourage us by saying, Sensingham says that same way love, love might be small, even our perfection might be small. But what it really is, the root of perfection is repentance, right? I mean, we're, it's to get to ever God, it's always just a huge thing of repentance. And, but repentance is wonderful, isn't it? Because you just, it's like repenting and saying, I, I did this wrong. I've learned how to do it right. Hallelujah. Now I can do it correctly. Now I can, uh, you know, put thread in the needle correctly. And it's just, I repented of doing it crazily in the crazy way. So that's a simple way of seeing repentance. But it's also when we are annoyed and we're frustrated and we really are disappointed or something. And then we, we really put it all within the domain of God, don't we? And we repent of our ignorance or dependent of our short-sightedness. And we say, God, we ca I can't see the whole plan, but I trust in your goodness. I trust in that you've got a plan here. And so I will be patient and wait for it to be, uh, to be fulfilled, for it to be realized. So then I really did that highlighted last because this is what's really important too. He's saying it again. 
he had to give the word that pertained to the situation because he's talking about, he's teaching us we need to discern. So he's having to always warn and say these, because these people were finding fault all the time. They were slandering. But when somebody finds fault, you know that he puts doubt in each one of our, our heads. You know, a child can do that and say, well, did dad really say that? Or did mom really say that? And then you're kind of frustrated because you thought that you were in line with a certain discussion. And so it, it's all that kind of, you know, putting, casting doubts, casting, finding fault. And so he said, as a result, he said, he couldn't give much of the good word. And what I think he means by that, in a sense, is going forward, new word. And if you see these last couple of weeks, there has been a lot of of repetition and going over it and partly it's because the, the koreans the korean church they've really got to stabilize it there has been a such a, a shake up there of, of some key people and so therefore they they've and then they were getting new people and as you get new people you do have to make sure that they don't get so confused that they just uh, want to drop out because sundays are just so confusing so there's always good to have some but it's the, us wanting that we always need to really understand because what do we it's not just word to satisfy your curiosity it's word of knowledge about God, right? Words of God's ways of doing things, knowledge of God's laws. Uh, she says, Jesus did not have sufficient time because for one of the things, so much of that time, he had to do that. He really had to, had to talk about separating good and evil, didn't he? Um, and then Sensingham says, but in this time period, I've really given you so much good word. And in fact, with Edgar, once in a while, he, they do send me uh, older messages. And some of them I've sent you and some of them I've had. Maybe some of them you've noticed. Some of them are, don't really pertain to us because they really pay more to the Korean church. So then I just think, well, they'll just kind of confuse us or we'll wonder what they're for, for about. He says, however, if we are influenced by them, by people who slander or fight amongst our brother and sister. And he's just using that a simple thing of going back to the squabbles that we have with whomever. It could be, you know, a boss or anything else that gets us so upset. It will be difficult to deliver the good word because instead he has to give us a word of rebuke. And he's saying this because we have now let this really encroach into our life. And so God's really got to spend time bringing us back to square one. And so that's what he's saying too. He said, so then he's really trying to say it subtly because he's saying, you know, that's really strong if God has to give you a rubric. But he says, even if God visits us daily, this is at the very bottom of, so it ends in zero eight. He said, even if God visits daily, it is worth nothing if it doesn't benefit us. I mean, and you look at the, the, uh, the it says discern and do what is beneficial. So he's saying, what, what is so great about God coming? And even if he comes and gives us word, what if it doesn't benefit you? If you don't prosper, if you don't change, if you don't uh, grow from it, if you don't enlarge your heart to love God more and to love those around you more, he said, then there's no point. He said, make it so he will come to us in a beneficial way. And so sometimes really talk about something huge there. Talk about the word, but he's also talking about situations that he does answers in your life, resolving situations. And so we really need that. He's really saying this is a spiritual element that we really need to pray for. So he said, pray that he will come to us in a beneficial way. He said, God said, 
what discern what is beneficial and don't do it. Don't do what is not beneficial. Discern what is not beneficial and don't do it. In other words, cut from your life things that really don't benefit. Some things may be done to bring benefits in the future, even though they may not benefit you now. Therefore, each of you should discern. So he's saying there's only one way of is really you discerning in your life. Even something that you know that I think someday there'll be a, a, a there'll be a, a reward. Someday there'll be a payoff, right? If I sow the seed now, there'll be a payoff. And each one of us has to answer that in our, in our life and with God and answer it with God. So I thought it was really a good message for those things. This is the pertinent word of what God's saying. He's saying this today, tonight, to each one of us, you know, to do what is beneficial, to pray to God and that he would come and when he does come and that he'd come and bring us something beneficial. Amen. Amen. Anybody have anything to add? That they yes. Yes. yes, I have some insight, Roxy. Oh, good, I <laughs> <laughs> Let me jump right in. I never say anything. So um, I know it's being recorded. I hate that, but still. Well, okay. do you want Dave so, to stop? So we have realizations. And for me, personally, you know, we, we've known all along the new time period is about the bride relationship. And in this message, and in many, he refers to you know, the difference between being a bride, and we all see that benefit. Yes. But I have some practical realizations. In the last couple of years, I've really had to delve deep into my own personal journey and sadness with my family, with my parents, and I, I, I kind of feel that's why it's recorded, but still, it's not just me. I'm talking about other people hanging out some dirty laundry. So in this message tonight, it really hit home to me the benefit of being in a marriage contract as opposed to a parent-child contract, which we think it, maybe I've always thought was a no-brainer. But I don't know if the, maybe some of you know this, but Brad and I recently were at a, a, a seminar, and it's to do with BC law, and it's not even across Canada, but... In recent years, they've changed the law so that, and it has to do with wills and estates, wills. So it doesn't matter what you put in your will. If a person does not, a wife has first and foremost rights. No matter what you write in your will, you can contest a will and a wife has first dibs, no matter what your will says. And then your children do after that. And it's funny because I think most people would leave everything to their spouse and then to their children, and that's just the way it goes. But God's, like, it's almost like, um, because I'm in this, I'm in this right now, I'm being, I'm being disinherited. Sorry, that's the truth. But I do know that my husband, even though he's not in Providence, would never not leave me everything. He would choose me first, no matter what the law said. And it's funny because in this message tonight, God says, even if it, like, I have to do for my bride the best, because that is just the way it is. And, and it, it's so comforting because I do feel like um, we're at the very beginning of the message. It said, even if you're not at God's level, I will still do what's best for you. 
because you're my bride. Mm-hmm. And, and a bride does trump the children. And, and it's hard because as mothers, we kind of like our children more than our spouse many times. <laughs> what? But, Shocking. But, but what really hit home was that in the end, even, believe it or not, even our human laws in, in BC, and there's other province, provinces, it's not all across Canada, but in BC, um, they have changed the law so that your rights are protected no matter what as a spouse. And then as a child, regardless of your personal preference, you know, as a human. And and it is comforting because I, I'm thinking when I read this message tonight, I wonder if, the, if God is really, like, well, why do I wonder? God is changing the world and he's changing the laws of the world. And, and a bride really is protected even if you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You're still a bride, and a bride trumps yeah. everything else. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, it's been a, it, for me personally. It has been a really tough year. I think um, twenty twenty three was with my family dynamics not as hard as losing a child as in twenty twenty one, but definitely harder in just you know my spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm my. I guess I'm weighing in saying this message was really, really encouraging to me about um, how God loves the bride, no matter what. Oh, thanks, Di. That was beautiful, and it really was apropos. That that was a really great realization. We appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's true that that was so wonderful. The first part of this message, or all of it, but the first part you're right was very encouraging. Just talking about the levels. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Does anybody else have anything else to add? So I think that's okay. Well, thanks again, Di. That was great, and I think that everybody will appreciate that who listens to this message. So, so I shall end in prayer, and uh, and we'll hopefully see you all on Sunday. Be great then. Almighty God, thank you once again for Glory Church. Thank you that we can share with each other the the realizations that we have, the revelations that you give us, the encouragement that you give us, that we all maybe live in different ways and have different things come against us, but we still can understand each other's heart as human beings. And thank you for that fellowship that you give to each one of us. God, we thank you. We just pray once again that as we bow our head and bow our knee to you, that we would give you the devotion that you require as a bride, that we would make you our utmost priority in everything we do, that we wouldn't come against your heart, that we might hurt other people's hearts and disappoint them and what we say, what we do, but that we would always repent in our heart to you, or that we would even sometimes go the way that you've asked us to go, even other people don't understand. God, we are that. We know that we've made the inner man or inner man strong now, and that we have an identity as a bride 
within um, within the domain of God, and no one can take it from us. And it, because of that, we do see and believe how that you give us your special treatment, that you come with your benefits pouring upon us. So we ask that each one of us might have these realizations that we might, it might cause us to have an evangelistic fervor, even as we're getting older, but that we could pray and look around for those who need a word of encouragement to point them back to God. We ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Man, everybody, thanks so much for joining.